Are you ready for change? Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. You're listening to the Mr. Change Agent Podcast with your host, Ron Ovid of Empower Ministry. He's a recovery coach, pastor, counselor, author, creator of Emotional Relearning. And we've been talking for a lot of days now about addictions and about habits and uh, how to get in there and fight the fight. And we've been understanding more about ourselves. We've been hearing a lot of good things to do and not to do and, you know, things to watch out for. And we just spent a lot of time, Ron, talking about the things we should do. And it's so valuable. But now comes maybe some of this stuff we really need to hear on things not to do. I think we're all tripping up. We all make mistakes. And sometimes it's just born out of ignorance. And so, Ron, we want to listen to you. You've had so much experience. Why don't you share with us uh, some of the things that we should look out for, that we shouldn't fall into, and, and some of those things that so easily beset us, that trap us and trip us up. So take it away, Ron. All right. All right. Well, we want to talk about relapse prevention. And I know that a lot of the people that are listening are, are people that have loved ones, maybe that have a habit. Of course, a lot of people listening have a habit of their own. And it's not always about drinking, you know, or getting drugs. I mean, there's a lot of other things that bother us. That's a good point, Ron. Let me break in here for the listener's sake. Look, just because you're not a heroin addict or you're, right. you're not an alcoholic, don't turn this off. There are all kinds of habits. In the beginning here, we were talking about nail biting, talking about all kinds of little things we get. These principles apply across the board, and I think all of us have things we need to change. I know I have. I certainly have. And he's talked about caffeine. We talk about sugar, uh, dieting. A lot of people talking about dieting. And they go about it wrong, and it needs to be a lifestyle change. And, and he's been talking about sleep and vitamins. I mean, you need to listen to these podcasts. There's so much information. So if you're a new listener, don't turn this off just because you're not into heroin or, or <laughs> something yeah. like that. There's addictions everywhere, so sure. these things apply, okay? Well, now this is simplistic, uh, but anger is a habit. I mean, you'd be amazed how many times getting angry uh, is just a habit. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of gain from you getting angry, right? It's if I don't want to do something, yeah. I can get angry and push you away, and I won't have to do it. There's a reward to getting angry. Now, there's obviously chemical reasons and emotional reasons, so I don't want to be simplistic. But anxiety can become a habit. I remember, and here again, simplistic title, I guess you might say, but uh, this book changed uh, my life when I was really struggling and didn't know where to go and what to do. It was called Happiness is a Choice. Well, if happiness is a choice, maybe this depression's a choice. Would you recommend that book? It's a long time ago. I think they've updated it now, but yeah, it's nice. It's, it's worth reading. They bring up some good things. Dr. Meyer and Minerth, they were great they are great there's Meyer clinics in Chicago sure. and uh, so yeah they, they were great guys uh, they used to teach at Trinity uh, Evangelical Seminary and yeah it did be a worthwhile read but my point is is that a lot of these emotional things too can become habitual now again as a trained person in therapy and that stuff, I, I, I know that's simplistic. I would recommend if those issues getting to you, let's see some counseling. You know, get some help, you know. Well, let's talk about that for a moment, Ron, mm -hmm. counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I can hear some people roll their eyes, right? And I can hear the eyes going right into the back of their head, you know, like counseling. Okay, I'm turning this off. Don't turn it off. Is there a value, really a value in counseling? And, and uh, I mean, is there machismo that fights that? Or is there, what are some of the reasons you have seen people not want to take counseling? Well, and, and yeah, I can talk about my own self. <laughs> Strongest one for me, I, I, I was shame. I was shame-based. Here again, guilt says I did something wrong. Shame says I am wrong. <laughs> you know, there's something wrong with me. Repeat that. That's significant. Well, g- guilt says, you know, I've done something wrong. And so what do we do with guilt? We confess it. We repent. You know, we overcome it. But when you're shame-based, it isn't that you did something wrong. You're wrong. You believe you're, you're wrong. You, yeah, you believe it. You're broken. You're You're no good. You're damaged goods. And so... The last thing I wanted to do was see a counselor. Because why do I want to see a professional that's going to certify what I already believe about myself? <laughs> that I'm no good. Yeah, I don't. That's scary. I mean, that's scary. And so a lot of us that are shame-based, and there's a lot of shame in addictions. A lot of shame in addictions. Not only shame for what I, I've done, but just. They're there because of shame. Okay, I love the way these podcasts go. We we this this they get them, <laughs> they get a life of their own. Okay, Ron, there's someone I know. They're right out there right now. As uh-huh. soon as you said shame base, right, tears are rolling down their face. I can see it. Right. What would you say to that person? Well, I I would encourage them to trust God and get some help. There's books you can read. There's a lot of books on shame out there, and Brene Brown is become a real specialist on that. She writes a lot of good stuff. Uh, Lewis Smeeds, Smeeds, Dr. Smeeds. There's a lot of good books in that they can read on shame, and we'll do a podcast on shame. But I would gut it out and trust that they're not going to hurt you. If you came to me for counseling, the last thing I would ever do is hurt you. I know what it's like. And most counselors know what it's like to feel some of that. The trouble is, there's a whole thing called attachment theory. A lot of this comes back to our childhood, and we don't have those secure attachments. We don't, we don't have that confidence. We don't have someone that believes in us. And when I teach my course on emotional resilience, a lot of times what I teach people to do is to make sure they're looking at each other, listening to each other, because a lot of this stuff comes through the eyes. You ever notice a, the posture of shame? The posture of shame is what? Looking down, maybe it's to the left, slumped shoulders and looking down. Mm. They're not looking in your face. And when someone looks at you with empathy and with attunement and care, it resonates with you. Someone is happy to be with me. And here again, I look at God as the ultimate attachment, right? You know, God is happy to be with us. God loves us. He created us. Well, a good counselor also helps with that attachment because they're listening. They care. And so I would recommend uh, counseling for any of those issues, fear, anxiety. And so we are going to talk about things that we don't want to do. And so one of them is isolation. Isolation is a kiss of death, and it happens all the time when we're depressed when we're anxious, when we're uh, feeling guilty, when we're uh, feeling under stress, we want to be by ourselves, Uh, when we're struggling with our addiction and we want to crave it again. Instead of getting help, we isolate. Isolation is just a kiss of death. Get back to meetings. Call some friends. Get out there because you're going to lose that war if you isolate. Well, isolation means you can sit there in a pity party, right? Well, sure. All All kinds of things. Sure. 
Yeah, all kinds of things. And the isolation, you're sitting there with yourself. And a lot of times we aren't very good company. You know, you're sitting there with your inner critic, too. You know? And no one's going to challenge you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just a kiss of death. Get up, get up, call a friend, get out there again. Another thing is the opposite of that is busy work. We're trying to fix it, you know, by staying busy. And I'm a workaholic. I know what that's like. And a workaholic is just as big of addiction as anything else. And, and the trouble is you get alone all of a sudden. You quit. And now all the thoughts come. And so we keep busy where we don't have to think. I would encourage them to get some professional support and professional help with that. Because so you're saying it's busy is fine. You can be busy, but you're saying to excess that you're ignoring things by right. just keeping yourself right. so busy you're not facing up to don't things. Don't be afraid to shut down. Don't be afraid to stop. If it's struggling, if you're more tempted when you shut down, and that, then, then admit that. Get some help. But we need to play. We need to relax. I was horrible on vacations. You know, just horrible. Uh, my poor wife, you know, I just couldn't justify not doing something. And it would take me a day or so to really finally say, hey, I'm here. Let's do this. Let's relax. What am I doing? You know, and, and have some fun. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with that. It's well, like do. you're dragging your feet through the sand, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like you're yeah. still in your suit going walking out to the beach and yeah. still on the phone and doing all your work. Yeah. And, and you finally get back to the room, shake the sand out of your dress shoes and say, what am I doing? Yeah. Get on the shorts, you know, put on the Hawaiian shirt and yeah. the straw hat, get out there and lay in the sun, do whatever you're going to do, get in the swimming pool and forget the life you left behind for a few days. Right, right. It's important. It's important. Worrying, anxiety, fear, a lot of times comes from things in the past. Worry is about the future. Worry is worrying what's coming up or what's going to do and we fret. And the thing is, we think worry changes things. We're doing it. We think it's a constructive thing. But the fact is, it's not. It's not constructive at all. Worry doesn't change a thing. And the majority of the things we're worrying about will never happen. So we need to figure out how to slow down, stop the worrying, catch ourselves worrying, realize that too can become a habit, and break that one. And that's part of those lies, the inner lies. Oh, sure. Talk- and mm-hmm. even the inner child, the little lies that mm-hmm. we believe from childhood. And, right. And that's another podcast, but that's what you're talking about. Right, yeah. And so we worry. We worry about things, and we stress out. We build up our own stress. Another thing is that we numb ourselves. We're trying to change a chemical dependency, perhaps, and so we don't have a problem in that area, but then we find it perfectly acceptable to just numb ourselves, you know, just vegetate. And here again, that probably ties into isolation, right? And so we need to be careful trading one habit for another. Just whatever it is that's numbing us out, we don't need to be numbing out. We can, now that's different than relaxing. It's fine to relax. But, you know, we may spend hours watching TV, spend hours playing video games. You know, those things aren't going to be constructive. We need to realize that, hey, let's get social. Let's get out there. Let's enjoy life and watch some of those things that we're replacing. And then it's easy to finally to just feel helpless, feel like, hey, what's the use? 
We start thinking that way. We start thinking, you know, oh, it was better when, you know, when I was drinking. You know, it was better when I was enjoying all those treats. You know, it was better when I was doing this. It was life was more gusto. That that's a lie. Those are lies. And so we become what we feel is helpless, but we're not helpless. We're not helpless. There's plenty of hope. And so we need to watch ourselves to see if we're becoming depressed, if we're starting to go down that negativity. And we need to then find some help, go to meetings, start practicing gratitude, use our spiritual disciplines. So that's some of the things we can do and some of the things we shouldn't be doing. Fantastic stuff. And I, I trust you've been listening and writing some of this down. And these podcasts are available you can share it with others. Again, go get the book on triggers. It's absolutely free. It's an ebook that you can download. That's at the website empowerforliving.com forward slash trigger. Empowerforliving.com forward slash trigger. While you're at the website, hit resources and see all the things available there. And go to the YouTube page. Go ahead to YouTube. Look in the search bar, put Mr. Change Agent, you'll see a picture of Ron, click that, and it will take you right to their channel, and you can subscribe to that, tell others about it. But take this stuff serious. This is a, Ron has a wealth of information and experience that he's sharing with us, and, and it's so beneficial, and I trust you'll uh, be sharing this with others. So join us next time for Mr. Change Agent podcast with your host, Ron Ovid of Empower Ministry. See you next time. Thank <laughs> you.